about calling yourself a photographer and I was gonna say as well uh, my name is Mandy Left I'm a film photographer I'm not sure about that anymore after our conversation <laughs> but anyway so today I am uh, with Ali, Susie and Charlotte and they are going to talk about an exhibition they have coming up and the first thing is before we get into the conversation about the exhibition which I feel will be very interesting for a lot of people who are just thinking about participating in an exhibition or contributing to an exhibition or just thinking about printing their work to display it. How do you get there? How does it happen? Um, so we're going to talk about how to make this happen with uh, Ali, Charlotte and Susie. So, but first, who are uh, these people? And so I want to give them some time and uh, just to introduce themselves so we can start with Ali. Hi, I'm Ali. Um, on Instagram, I'm Stiff Pigeons with an S and I am a event manager who originally was from London and moved up to Manchester two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I previously did film photography when I was like 18, as, um, so for an A-level and then I didn't touch it again for 20 years and I picked it up again about two, three years ago during lockdown. Mm, okay, interesting. So then we have Charlotte. Hi, I'm Charlotte Parkin. Um, my Instagram handle is Charlotte Film. Um, and yeah, so I'm an environmental engineer uh, as like a professional um, and sort of dabbled with film when I was in college, but more, I picked it up more seriously in about 2021. Um, so starting obviously with 35mm and then mm. um, slightly more recently um, got into medium format but I've been a member at uh, Street Darkroom for a, re a year now mm. um, and sort of part of their social media team I suppose um, and just really love the community that we've built. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's me really. That's great, okay so now Susie. Hi, uh, so Susie Jones, uh, my Instagram handle is Susie Jones Band, uh, spelled S-U-S-I-E, not mm -hmm. to be, you know. There's many ways to spell Susie. I've learned this over yeah. the years. Um, yeah, and I've been making images probably since lockdown. One of those people, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. Needed something to do on my walks. So I went out, realised that phones were boring, and uh, and then experimented. Um, but I've, I've been um, working in different things for a while. So day job stuff, uh, I work in education, mm. so it's nice and fun. Um, but on the side, I'm also a musician, songwriter and artist as well. So there's a few different sides to me wow. and photography has kind of bloomed over the last couple of years, which has been really exciting. Oh, that's great. And then it's all coming together into the form, in, in the form of an exhibition. So at the beginning of our podcast, we usually mention news and events. And I think the event to mention now is this exhibition that we're going to be talking about. So could you, maybe Susie, tell me about what the exhibition is called, when it's going to take place, where, like all the details? I can try. Yeah. <laughs> Please correct me if I'm wrong, if I miss anything up. But um, yeah, so the exhibition is going to take place in Preston, in Lancashire, um, in February 
uh, next year, so that's 2024. Can't believe that we're so close to next year, right? <laughs> um, and it kicks off, so the opening is going to be on the 10th of February, uh, 2024, and runs till the 24th of February. So we've got a really nice time. The venue mm. um, called Shop in Preston has been so generous and kind to give us such an extended period. Mm-hmm. We've got three weekends to play with. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Um, we're, the exhibition's called uh, Recollection. So we're definitely we're looking into the idea of kind of memory uh, and the idea of how we remember what we remember mm-hmm. and how images can take us to a space where we remember something, you know. Yeah. So what's really exciting for me about this exhibition is, you know, we've got three different perspectives on, on that. Um, each of us have uh, come to this with a different approach to photography. We have different work that we're going to show. And I really hope that it's going to offer those who come to see it a really varied and interesting um experience to understand well what is memory how do we recollect and and understand what we think we remember um so yeah that's very good because obviously memory is very connected to photography and photography is a way of like um just capturing memories so Mm. so i think that that's actually makes a lot of sense so okay so that is those are the basic details i don't know if there's anything else to mention about uh Oh well, I, I was gonna ask something. Um, is there going to be like a, a, like an opening opening event for on the tenth? Was it the first day? Of- yes. Yeah, so we've got loads of exciting things that are going to happen across that the three weekends that we have. Um, so obviously the tenth is when we're going to open, um, and then we are sneaking in really exciting things. We are planning a photo walk, oh. which is going to be announced. Um, in the coming weeks we think okay. uh, and we've got a really exciting partner on board with that as well so mm. keep your eye out on the instagram uh, on our instagram so that mm-hmm. we can share that exciting thing mm-hmm. might be limited so you know keep your eye on it okay um and we've also looking to try and get a bit of a maker's market in there as well oh. um one of the key focuses for me around this exhibition was that we we tried to make it a space where those who are underrepresented in photography yeah. generally can come forward and kind of be in the limelight so mm. this is why we've also ended up with three kind of um female identifying individuals mm-hmm. who are going to be with us mm-hmm. um and the the makers market and things like that we're looking to also have those who identify as either non-binary or female coming along as well just to really showcase the wonderful people that are in the community yeah. um and because occasionally that doesn't always come through so it'd be nice to just to do that yeah that's great and actually well photo walks as we know are very popular so it would be a great way to bring people together and go into the exhibition and how can people um get updates is there is there any instagram account specifically for these or who should we follow yeah so you can keep up to date find more information or find links to certain things on the ig handle recollections.exhibition Okay, perfect. So that's great. Um, perfect. Okay, so then now before we get into the how and who and all of these questions I have um, about an exhibition because I, well, myself, I've never been part of one. So I'm really interested to know how you are organising it, how you are preparing for it individually as well, how you are planning to make your prints and what, all of that. So before we get into that, I have just three questions for you. Um, just about your photography and what, you, what you've been doing recently and what you're planning to do. Um, so yeah, so the first question is, um, what are the most recent photos that 
you have taken and yeah and if if, if it has been the project or uh, what has been the the outcome so uh, shall it um yeah so um with the exception of some photos I took during a recent photo walk in Manchester, which was really fun. Uh, also, like, actually organised uh, by Ali, and she did such a good job. Um, it was um, for female and non-binary um, mm. uh, members of the community, um, but sort of Northwest film photographers. So yeah. I guess the most recent ones I've had developed and scanned and I can actually see mm. what they've turned out like. Um, I was really honoured... Um, to be asked to be a witness for the marriage of my sister and obviously now brother-in-law. Um, mm -hmm. So they kind of asked me to take some photographs of their wedding. So um, we kind of went up to Gretna Green and it was so much fun, uh, but I, I took so much gear. I took two <laughs> 35 um, millimeter cameras, the Bronica, a disposable camera, a camcorder, the Olympus trip, Oh and God. so much film. I was shooting, I was literally blasting through Portrait 100, Ooh. which I, I can't even, I'm not even thinking about the cost of that. Because obviously it's a special occasion. And I'm so glad I did as well, because I, I've never really had great results from colour like mm. film. I don't know, I think something about black and white I much prefer. And also being a member of the Air Street Dark Room. Have a lot more ownership on the processing and the, and, and the scanning and obviously the, the printing of those images so to me i'm always drawn to black and white but i thought because it's a special family occasion i'm gonna stretch to getting some color film and yeah it was just brilliant the light was terrible up there the weather was terrible <laughs> up there it was raining but somehow those images are just really magical and mm. you know it's really special um, because it truly was an elopement there was just four yeah. of us um, wow. Yeah, so you know the pressure. I had my iPhone, which obviously I was shooting well, backup photos, yeah, cool, um, yeah. and then obviously the film is what they were really interested in because they they've got quite a lot of my photos up around the house. Did you make any video as well? I think I saw something. Yeah, so I have a um, camcorder, um, which is really cool. Um, I was kind of told by I was toying with the idea of um, buying a Super 8 camera, mm. which I love. Um, you know, it is a pretty magical process. Um, but I got a message from someone saying, well, look, instead of a Super 8, buy a camcorder, because it's yeah. sort of analog. It sort it of, is, you know, yeah. it broaches the, mm. the gap, really. Um, and I'm so glad I did, because the, the cassette film is so cheap, and you get, like, uh, I don't know, 90 I, minutes oof, yeah. of... <laughs> yeah. And sound as well, which is always quite mm. good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I took sort of snapshots of, of the day really, of, well of the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, so I'm just in the process of trying to digitise oh. it, um, which I think, you know, as long as I nail how to do that properly, yeah. it just means I can use the camcorder uh, more than I would use the Super 8 mm -hmm. camera. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I highly recommend. And they're cheapest chips as well. I will, and you yeah. can always buy them, so. Yeah. And you can reuse the tape as many times mm -hmm. as you want. Because so once you digitalise it, then you can use reuse Yeah, you can, like a VHS, basically. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, something to think about. Actually. Yeah, I think, I do. I think, and it brings quite a lot of the, you know, the aesthetic of, of like lo-fi video as well, yeah. so. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great, well, sounds great. So then the other question is for Ali. So is there anything that has got your attention recently like in the photography world? Uh, yeah, so I feel like I've kind of got to a point with my own stuff that I'm kind of getting a bit bored mm. and was kind of not enjoying it so much because I felt like I was just doing the same thing. Yeah. 
and achieving the same results and just going to the same places. And I uh, met someone at Analog Spotlight, kindly through you, Mandy, mm. who's part of your only films collective called Steve Gunpowder. Mm. <laughs> and I've been really like loving the work he does with the double exposures on Polaroid and then finding different ways of using Polaroid to create pictures. So I think he's recently been taking the Polaroids and then making them into negatives and then printing to make Crazy processes, yeah. And then like taking them into a bathroom and then bleaching the paper <laughs> and all of these yeah. things. So it's, it's quite, I really like what he's doing where he's got something that he's clearly very good at and really enjoys, but he hasn't just settled into that routine of doing the same thing. He's like, right now, what else can I mm -hmm. do with it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's quite inspiring because I'm like, I don't know if I'd necessarily go down the same route, but just hearing like he's been very kind and telling me how the process works and stuff like that, just thinking about, okay, well, instead of just shooting the same thing, what can I do to experiment with what already I am doing? So, yeah, yeah he's a great one to follow. That actually is, yeah, it's good because I've seen the his processes firsthand and when I see him like pouring bleach on a print that he's just made, mm -hmm. I'm like, no! <laughs> What you're doing, that's yeah, crazy. It's like, you're gonna ruin it. Like, don't like bleach it, and then like the stuff that comes out just completely I changes know. it. Yeah, just a tiny little bleach, it completely yeah. changes the whole vibe of the image. You look at it, then it's like, oh, yeah, no, you were right. Yeah, that, that looks amazing. Yeah, and he's not afraid of like if he does mess up, you know, oh, no. he can just do it again and stuff. He's not, yeah. he's not got that kind of fear of stuff. So, yeah, he's a great one to kind of yeah. be inspired by. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a good attitude to have, really. Yeah. yeah. And then the other question I have is for Susie, so is there anything that you're planning to shoot, any project that you're going to work on in the future? Yeah, so I feel a bit like a non-photographer at this point because I've got, um, <laughs> so obviously the exhibition's coming up, that's taken up a lot of our time, which is fantastic, so looking at that work and printing it, so there's a lot of prep there before February. But in terms of new projects to shoot more work, I've got like a little ongoing one, where I'm doing a longitudinal thing, going up to the same location, following the same route, like once wow. a month at a certain time in the month. So that's kind of bubbling over, but to be honest, the, the, the next things for me are kind of not overtly connected. Um, I've got um, a new album coming out with a music collective that I'm part of. Um, that's again in February. I don't know why we keep picking the same <laughs> months. Um, <laughs> But I'm really pleased and excited to have one of my images on the cover of that. So that'll be really oh. nice uh, to kind of bring those worlds together. Uh, and then it's probably going to be all systems go with that for a little bit. So, I mean, I'll definitely be taking um, a camera with, with me when we go out and tour the album and like take it around the country. Yeah. So that'll definitely be happening, capture some exciting moments and just the joy that is yeah. sharing that with, with people. So and maybe some behind the scenes silliness, which also occurs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's gonna be quite busy, but not all necessarily pure photography, but definitely lots of opportunities for it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's the band called? Yeah, so we're called the Dissonance Collective, mm -hmm. um, and we, we, we create uh, free folk work. So oh, it's, okay. uh, yeah, interesting, interesting oh, that's stuff. really cool. And yeah, you know, behind the scenes stuff is always very interesting. So yeah, I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> okay, so then now let's just get into the exhibition stuff. So I actually don't know much about it. I just know that you've been working on this exhibition together, but I actually don't really know who organized it uh, how did, did the uh, happen and why and what so okay so just to start with um just general question who are the organizers 
So we are. Okay. Collectively, <laughs> as a team, we're, we're kind of a self-formed team. Mm. Um, so I think we kind of, it, I don't want to say it happened by accident, but I think we all obviously had an, an urge to do something. I, I personally got to a place where I was like, had a load of images and I wanted to put them in the world. And that seemed like a really high wall to climb over, you know, the yeah. idea of uh, lots of emails and sending stuff to people and say, please let me in. I found mm. that that really daunting, and in my usual uh, controversial spirit, I said, "Well, screw it, just try and do it myself." <laughs> and then I really wanted to share that experience, mainly out of fear, because yeah. it's really daunting to just have a room full of your own stuff, no matter who you are. I think, mm-hmm. and and also I thought, well, look, I mean, I can't be the only one who feels this. So yeah. I was chatting to Ali, mm. um, and kind of shared the idea and she was well on board and I was like right that's that's person two uh, and then Ali kindly linked us up with Charlotte and then we had person three and that makes a really strong shape which is yeah. a triangle yeah and that was it so we're a team that's a team. amazing okay so you just kind of came from the idea of like I'm tired of like asking for permission so I'm just gonna do it myself sort of thing maybe yeah. yeah yeah I mean I don't know how the others feel about it that's my yeah, perspective what do you think, but... so what do you think when Susie approached you with this idea what do you think so I like I never thought I would actually do an exhibition of my own stuff because mm. people pay me to do their own events and exhibitions. So <laughs> I was just like, mm, well, I can get paid to do someone else's or I can do mine for free. Mm. Um, so I never really ever planned on doing it. But when Susie told me she'd already got a venue, she'd already got the dates, knowing as an event manager it's always hard to find a venue, yeah. I was like, she's already done the hard work, so I'm not <laughs> like to do the other part. So and especially like uh, so. Susie and I had met earlier in the year at an Ilford walk uh, that was arranged for um, for independent International Women's Day. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for International Women's Day. So we met on that walk through, and uh, Michelle kindly from Ilford introduced us. Yeah. And then um, we then started talking about um, why I listened to why Susie wanted to do the walk, uh, the exhibition, and, and the reasons behind it and why she thought it was important that people saw work, especially by those who don't think their work is worth seeing. Um, yep. And like Susie says, having someone else involved and stuff like that, it takes away the fear a little bit as well. Mm. And then we were talking about potentially who we could bring on or like who could be the third person. And then uh, later on, sort of maybe like a month before we had that chat, I actually met Charlotte on another walk. Um, <laughs> that one was a Northwest Film Photo walk yeah, in Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Mm. And um, I then followed her and then saw her work. And I was always really like in awe of what she'd already done. Yeah. So I thought that I would reach out and find out if she'd ever exhibited before. And she also said she hadn't, but it was something that she thought about doing. Mm. And then suggested it to Susie. Susie said, yep, yeah, great. And then we reached out to Charlotte oh. and then Charlotte... Yeah, I'm so I'm just so happy to be like thought of as an as an option as well because that you know because there's an element of like imposter syndrome and things like that you know you you always see your own work it's like super harshly you know with a critical eye yeah and just you know to have somebody independent you know of of that you know looking at your work and think well actually you know what it'd be great you know to to include her mm-hmm. like that just you know it sort of validates yeah validates your work in a way so I was just like really really happy just to be considered so I was like yeah of course like I've really it's not as Susie was saying like there's you know it's one thing doing something as a solo project which would be Mm. insanely daunting but knowing that you know you're a little group Mm -hmm. of three 
uh, you know, really lovely people that we mm. can sort of draw like strength from and you know support each other. And I was like, yeah, got yeah. to got to give it a go. So yeah. and it's it's a milestone that we can all go through together. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think there's something about. I mean, I know people take images, you know, make images purely for the process and to make them, and that's great. That's that's wonderful. But a lot of photography is also about showing people work, as as yeah. is you know, an art. So I think. Let's let's show people this and, mm-hmm. and let's just show what, what people can do and, and maybe give an opportunity in a space that wouldn't ordinarily be thought of as being there. Yeah. And um yeah, we're just trying to push through that a little bit and, and mm-hmm. maybe show that it's possible and yeah, we got somewhere that said yes, you know, shop in Preston, thank you very much for okay. giving us the space. That's know? awesome. How did that happen as well? Like because I guess well, Ali mentioned how difficult it can be to find a venue. Um so how how did you find a venue? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be really honest, I just took a chance. Um, and I think, you know, so shop as a venue are a kind of very community focused. They put on a lot of things for, for artists and, and, and open their space. Um, they have like a downstairs space that they can use and then like offices upstairs. And they are a very community focused um, enterprise. And I'd kind of seen them blooming in Preston for a while. And I thought, Do you know what, mm. they have this form that I can fill in and send them an email and for whatever reason on like a Friday afternoon a sense of boldness came over me and I just <laughs> I just sent the email and honestly that sounds really simple but like it, I was like not, yeah. it takes a lot to get to that point yeah I was like oh my god I'm gonna press send and then I did and and like honestly they were just wonderful about it and I'm still a little bit confused as why well. they said yes so now I'm just gonna let's make them proud because yes. we, I'm sure we will with, you know with Charlotte and Ali involved so yeah, that's in some ways it's as simple as sending an email, but I'm also I've been in a situation where that email leads to literally no response mm. or people saying no. Well, I've had it loads for, okay. for varying other things, and and it, it every time you get a no, it can like really chip yeah. you down, right? Mm. Um, so there's a sense of resilience that comes from it, and I think so. Partly I got lucky that shop were just like, yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there was some strategy there about what kind of place you pick. So my advice for people if you were thinking about it would be you know just do your research about where you're asking for you know don't approach the tape with absolutely nothing um i I think realistically that's going to be a very high bar Mm -hmm. but you know do you have a local like arts cafe do you have somewhere near you that has the right ethos for this kind of thing and um i think that really helped and and Mm. they got the email and they said yes and and so now it's happening um there's loads underneath obviously to do (laughs) yeah but that that, that's the next thing like what's underneath though because okay so you have the idea you contact the venue they say yes and now what (laughs) (laughs) what space you've got to play with yeah Yeah. that was quite a a difficult challenge for us all because you know there are only so many walls and there's a window space and you know each option has its own benefits and its cons so you know just democratically deciding who was able to put what where was like a key thing so I think because they're architects aren't they They upstairs so we got like a like a schematic through like a floor plan uh, like a proper like CAD drawing so we knew exactly what dimensions um, we have to play with so yeah that I guess is the right starting place isn't it is is knowing you know what wall space we have Mm -hmm. Because I think we approached it differently to other people because I think other people will have something they want to exhibit and then find a venue and put it in. We found a venue and then we found exhibitors and then we decided what we wanted to put in it based on 
our own ideas and the space we had. Yeah. So instead of having an idea of already what we wanted to do and then finding a venue, we were much more flexible because if we couldn't do it in that venue, what we would do would potentially work in others. Yeah. So you can approach it in two ways. So mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of went the opposite way, whereas we'd already had the venue. Yeah. Susie found that without any idea of what she wanted to exhibit, who was going to be involved, and then we kind of took it that way rather than working, working mm-hmm. back. Well, we were working backwards rather than forwards, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so then now you have the venue, you have figured out the wall space and how to, and then and then what's next? What, how do you go about, I don't know, what's the next thing? Choosing which pictures you're going to exhibit, I guess? Yeah. yeah, so it was very much a case of we're not doing a joint exhibition with three people with our, our own sort of part of an exhibition that's got a, an ongoing theme. So it's not the case that we're collaborating that each image will go together. We've all got our own sections, yeah. but there's a running theme going through all of them. And that kind of happened by accident. When we all came together and were talking about the idea of what we wanted to put on the walls, we realized that there was a connection of memory of an image bringing back either a memory or showing a part of history or a connection to a place or to a person or something and how it's so important to the person who or the place in it to be remembered but also it's really important for you to have that memory of that place so that's where the idea of the recollections came from Mm. Um, so when we noticed that that's when we kind of then built outwards on like right okay if that's the running theme for all of it what images do we want what space do we need what can we do into it and then I think we probably approached it very differently because I already had an idea of what I wanted to do and you guys had like the rough idea of what you wanted to show but didn't know what it was is that right Mm. Mm -hmm. um yeah for me um it's more so rather than being uber conceptual um for me I've kind of gone from like taking the theme on a sentimental basis so for me I'm gonna exhibit some of the landscape photo uh, photographs that I've taken at, at the Faroe Islands now um, you know, like culturally and socially, I don't really have any connection to the Faroe Islands. My connection and, and the reason why I wanted to showcase that work was it was really the first holiday um, that I planned with the express purpose to take photographs. So the gear that I chose to take, the, you know, the, the bag that I bought, mm. all of these little things, they all went together to, you know, to form like a, a bit of a, a, like a photography adventure. Um, so for me, uh, you know, that, that was quite important because that wasn't just like, oh, holiday snaps. Like, not that there's any problem with that at all. No, yeah. But it was like, Rick, I really, who's my husband, I really want to go to Faroe Islands. I love landscapes. Where can we go? And then we kind of took it from there. Um, and also like tying it into, so I, I love the dark room. So obviously mm. it, it's a massive part of my life, like socially and, and you know, from a technical point of view. Um, it's really the first cohesive kind of body of work that I, I truly, you know, <laughs> processed mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the dark room. And I made mistakes. And some of the mistakes I've made uh, with like developing have actually, in a weird way, produce some of the images that I'm absolutely most proud of. Mm. So like for me, like symbolically, that's the work I want to showcase. I love the landscapes, I love the place, and it just symbolizes how far I've come. And that, so so it's not conceptual. I could have become I could have picked a bit more of a conceptual idea. Um, you know, uh, 
one of the other projects that I might like to try and play with next year is um, looking at the fortifications in the Channel Islands. So there's a place called Alderney who, you know, during the war were completely evacuated. Um, and then these fortifications sprung up and they all came back. So they have no physical memory of the occupation mm. that doesn't exist to them or didn't exist to them. But everywhere, and I mean everywhere, there are these relics of that time. So like they're forced to, to see these things, but they mean nothing to them other than obviously the horrible things that happen. But, you know, there's no physical connection. So I, I knew that maybe I could have, you know, picked that for this exhibition. But I thought, well, I just want to pick something that, you know, really means something to me. So that's what I've gone for. But yeah. you know, maybe not so conceptual, really. Yeah, okay. So because you've just said it's very, the dark room is a very important space mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. So I imagine then these prints you will have printed yourself. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go for a bit of a blend. Uh -huh. um, because uh, when I'm printing in the dark room, I tend to print really small. Um, so I think I'm going to do sort of some smaller images that I've done myself in the dark room and then I think I might you know do a f like maybe one or two digital prints at a larger scale just because you know it, it might be a little bit easier to have someone expertly mm -hmm. produce a massive a massive print mm -hmm. than I can actually physically do in the dark room mm -hmm. so a blend of both I think mm -hmm. yeah no that's a good approach yeah and okay so then also Susie for yourself and um, when you approached the venue did you already have these like an idea because I'm not really sure how you approach them like what did you say because from what you're saying it, it it appears that kind of the idea of the collections came after having a chat together but I guess you approach them with a general idea first and then um then you the idea for the collections form between yourselves. Yeah, yeah, and I think for me there was a, a bit of a shift in terms of my own thinking. So when I originally was forming this, you know, I'd I'd gone through a process of uh, gathering together a selection of images and creating a story with them. Yeah. You know, and sort of mapping them out and going, oh my gosh, look, this would be really great. These go together. I love the story that's being told here. Um, and I was I was showing that to some people, and they were like, oh, do you know, like this could make a really nice exhibition. And I was like huh all right and then you know being stubborn I was like oh is that a bit of a gauntlet that's just been thrown down there so that was also a little bit for me around like well this this random person who doesn't know me has said this story is potentially worth putting on the walls for people mm -hmm. to have a look at mm -hmm. so maybe I'm going to explore that and see what happens so I think when I approached shop I did have an idea of a project that I would want to put up yeah uh, that has actually now changed and it's not the one I'm going to yeah. put on uh, which is also <laughs> classic me but but I think what it did allow me to do was to say, well, hold on, I, I can collect my images together and I can create a story that will be of interest to people. And that in itself was enough for me to go, okay, cool, I'll take the next step and I'll engage. And then I think once that became real to me, I then was thinking, actually, I need to bring other people in and I want to bring other people in. I didn't want to do it by myself. You know, as I said, there is the fear mm. factor, but, but also just the idea of like, well, let's share the love a little bit and let's mm -hmm. just open this out and create more of a joyous experience. It, it, I kind of expected that it will be more fun with other people and mm -hmm. thus far it absolutely has. And I am <laughs> like so thankful that Ali and Charlotte have agreed to yeah. come and do this. It's been super fun. Did you say that to the venue or did you say like, I just want to do an exhibition? I kind of just said I want to do an exhibition. Oh cool. Yeah. 
So and they were very like just they were open like, to honestly, any ideas. Like they weren't like, oh, we need to know what's going on because some people like has to be like fit in with what we do or with their ethics or like the message we put out there. I think you know their their ethos around sort of community focus and all of that. And I think I showed them the work and I said, this is the kind of thing that I might be looking at. At the time that I had the meeting, I was also like, you know, I made them aware that it might change. And I said, look, okay. I, I kind of do think that I'd like to bring some people in, but this is me at least. Because I think that if you can, you know, you have to build connections and relationships. So I think I, I wanted to build a sense of trust with them for myself. You know, I, I guess it, I kind of become the main point of contact. I mean, I live in Preston, so it makes sense. These guys don't. Um, so, you know, if, if we were talking about roles in the project, I guess that's one of the things that I have mm. picked up. Um, but they were super happy, you know, that that it's kind of gone the way it has and we've got other people involved, you know, they really want to showcase as many people as they can and I think for them, the fact that it became just one person's thing to maybe having more was a benefit to them, mm -hmm. really quite great. So how then, how did it change, like obviously you're going to have different images you've just mentioned, so how, the, how did that change, has it changed completely, like your narrative? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it has. So I think um, I was, because I'm also going to use the darkroom for my stuff, um, so I'm going to print my own work. Uh -huh. And I was in there printing it and I was kind of starting to second guess myself. And I was starting to add loads of extra creative overlays, should we call mm -hmm. them, to the work. It was almost like the images weren't enough anymore. Um, and I think I then was chatting to a few other people, like I can't undersell how important it is to like speak with people and to share the process yeah. and how you're feeling it's so important um and i was chatting to some people and through that conversation and also showing some other images that i had it became apparent that i was much more excited about the other images mm -hmm. and um the story was clearly resonating with them more as well and so even though the thing that i thought i was starting with isn't what's going to end up on the walls um you know the, the process has helped me get to where I need to be I think and so yeah. now I'm moving on to um to an, another project which I'd always been w working on and wanted to do but I've become a little bit happier with the fact that it's going to be more of a work in progress mm -hmm. exhibition mm -hmm. than just a finished article mm -hmm. if that makes sense mm -hmm. okay so work in progress you mean like yeah so essentially I have a set of images from um, a mill in Estonia that I'm going to be showing and there's a whole story there around how this, you know, how this place looks and the, the vibe it gives off and all of that. And being a proud Lancastrian, <laughs> you know, I don't think it would be a, a shock to anyone to say that I've got a big interest in mills. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so there's a connection there that I want to explore more. So when I say a work in progress, there are a set of images from one element of this project. But actually, the project itself for me has another side to it, which I haven't had time to explore yet. But that doesn't mean that the images can't be shown now and we can't start to share that and I think that I've been closed off to that idea and now through conversation and encouragement from very kind people um, I think I just need to rip the plaster off it yeah yeah okay so now we can we know the um, the type of images that Charlotte and Susie are going to be showing but Ali why are your images like or what, what are you so thinking mine <laughs> are going to be pretty different okay um, mine are of purely of people Mm. So I um, hadn't really took, uh, taken pictures of people very often until earlier this year and I was uh, kind of sending them and I think you even said it at some point that um, 
you've made me look a different way or a certain way. Yes. So when I sent you an image and a few other people said that, and I was just like, but that's just how I see you. I don't see mm. you any differently. Mm. Um, so when I started getting people like feedback like that, I was just like going, well, if I can capture that for people, that's something I'd really like to do. And then um, I obviously moved up to Manchester like two years ago, and it was during just after the lockdowns and everything like that. And I didn't really know anyone up here, so I've made a lot of new connections through photography. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I, I realised as well that I didn't know, but I have seemingly an obsession with the number three. So I post on Instagram on threes, mm. like my lucky number is three, like all of these things kept mm -hmm. going back to the number three. So I decided that I was going to take... Um, images of nine people because that's three by three okay and each of those subjects i was going to take three different images of showing three different sides of the person on three different films oh. so it's a mixture of films so it might be like one subject might have like an ilford hp5 a candido 400 and then a kodak portrait so you know every single person will have something different and it shows three different sides of that person yeah. And like the more I did it, the more I realized that these were just basically, and it sounds really sad, but I'm making, these are my like visual love letters to these yes. people who have made such a great positive difference in my life since I've moved mm -hmm. up and I wouldn't have like enjoyed my time and I don't know if I'm going to stay in the North forever. So I kind of just want to like give these little love letters mm -hmm. to these people to say thank you for being such a joy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, wow. it's pretty... It's that's sad, really meaningful. But yeah, no, it's that's really kind of what it meaningful. is. It's like memory. So even if we're Just not logistically in the same place anymore, mm -hmm. we still have those memories and that connection. Mm -hmm. And so I've given you something yeah. back as much as you've given to me. So. Yeah. And and then just allowing those people to be on a wall. You know? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. But a lot of them are photographers as well, which is quite cool because they've got an interest. But then I found people that weren't wanting to be part of it. And I've had to kind of... Some of it's been uh, quite easy to choose who it was going to be mm. because they've kind of ruled themselves out on availability <laughs> because I don't have, like, I don't carry three cameras with me the entire time. I'm not you. <laughs> so <laughs> the most I will have on me at one time is two, so I have yeah. to kind of see them again and yeah. then I might not necessarily get the images I like or there's been a few times I've cheated where I've got multiple images I really like on the same film but I can't use them mm. so I take that person out and do it again okay. on another film so you know it's and it's very much I think like a collaboration as well because I don't necessarily go right I want you to do this or I want you to do that because I don't want them necessarily to be posed yeah. I want them yeah, yeah. to be who those people are so mm. I kind of will ask people where do you like or what's your favourite thing or you know mm. you know whether like what should I pose like I'm like well how do you feel right yeah. now yeah pose like that kind of thing mm -hmm. so there are sometimes I will try and mix it up so that the three images don't look the same, the same. but I do try and kind of make it very much like they're in they're involved mm -hmm. well that's great actually yeah and I think I'm just trying to um have a vision of the exhibition and with all of your contributions it's going to be very different but they're going to be connected in mm -hmm. that theme of recollections so okay so then now I want to know uh, about yeah the, the prints themselves the frames I don't know I mean how are you going to do this I mean what where, do you have any idea but I mean now right now of how are you going to do this or are you going to print your work or what, what anything? Yeah, so I'm yeah. not printing mine, I'm getting someone else to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be honest. <laughs> and that's the honest truth. Like, I 
have a photography A level. I worked in a retail store that had a photo lab, so I have ah. the ability to do it. It's been a very long time. It's just right now, it's not on something that I really am desperate to go back in and do. And also, it's like time wise as well. If you work in events and stuff, you don't always have weekends and evenings to go and do these stuff, which sometimes works out great because when everyone's at work, labs will be free and stuff like that. So. I'm very much looking forward into the new year of, of going to do a workshop again just as a refresher mm. with Negative Development, which mm. is a new uh, community um, darkroom that's opened up in Ancoats in Manchester. It's run by a great couple called Jay and Laurel who have a wealth of knowledge and are super, super friendly and really want to give back to the people of Manchester. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to go and just get them printed. Um, I'm not even going to get them printed, especially anything that amazing because to me it's not the technical side that I'm doing it for really kind of like if I'm just doing it for the technical thing I feel like it's taken away from the reason I'm taking these pictures yeah. so if I was doing something like the girls where they are doing these beautiful landscapes I think if I just got them printed somewhere cheap and, and basic it wouldn't it would take away from what the beauty of the image whereas mine it's more like my connection with the person that's yeah. in it so um, and then yeah, it's all. Uh, my idea is that it's going to be n uh, nine square frames in a square, and then they're kind of like all individual but the same. So yeah, yeah that's kind of how I'm doing mine. But I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. So they're so. all going to. I mean, obviously, because all, um, the idea of shooting in different films and that would be really hard then just to process everything yourself and do yeah. everything yourself. That would be crazy, but. And then at the end of the day, it's more about what you say. It's like the meaning of it mm -hmm. and the people who are there. Yeah. So that's that's obviously your your focus is on a yeah. completely different thing. Um. But then Charlotte, you are going to be blending, as you said before. And then Susie, what's your approach to like printing and and framing and what's your idea? Yeah. So I'm gonna. My intention is to print them all myself, assuming that time allows. Yeah. Which would be really great. Um, varying scales potentially, nothing too big, but you know, some nice eight by tens, maybe some little ones. We'll see, uh, in terms of getting them on the wall, that is a problem for tomorrow. Uh, okay. I need to, I need to decide <laughs> yeah. on that. Um, I think look, there's practical elements with framing. Like we'd all love to frame stuff, right? But but it costs money. And, mm, and that's what and I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll go lo-fi and just peg them up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So is that something we'll that see. hasn't really been decided just yet? And Speaking for myself, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've not decided yet at all. Yeah. Um, I know that I think, Ali, I'm you're, you're mine, framing. But I right. also am not spending out so much on printing and all that kind of side of thing. And as well, like mine need to be clearly defined that this is one collection, one collection, one collection. So without a frame, it, I feel like it would just be a bit too random. So one big frame will have that person in and then another frame will have that person in. So each frame will have multiple images in. It's just the frame is the oh, same. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yes. it'll be like one image with three, uh, sorry, one frame with three images in, one frame with oh. three images in, one frame with three images in, and so on. So it knows that that's one person, one person, one person. Yes. Whereas if I was just doing one image of each person, I probably wouldn't bother framing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes complete sense. So, yeah, still figuring out. Well, Ali, she seems very sure about that. And I'm not sure you've told us about framing, Charlotte. No, so I have a little bit of added logistical challenge in that <laughs> I actually have the window space. Oh, um, okay. So I've been told maybe I might be able to suspend images from the ceiling mm -hmm. so that they hang in front of the window. So there is an opportunity um, to sort of 
maybe um, sort of show my work outside of the space and then also inside of the space. Um, and I think that would be good because people walking past the window, see it, it yeah. probably wouldn't be the best idea for them to see like a load of the backs of some images or whatever. Like, no. I'm not sure in terms of weight how much I'm going to actually be able to suspend. So I, it's still I'm still having to think about it quite a bit. And then I was talking to somebody else um, really recently and they were like, oh, you know, ha what is the window like? Like, does it steam up in the winter? Like, you know, mm -hmm. do you have to then start to think about that? Mm -hmm. Will Because the, mm -hmm. the images are going to be up there for three weeks. So, yeah. you know, there is the opportunity for things to start to spoil or things yeah. to like lift, like the adhesives to go wrong on, some, mm -hmm. you know, some of the images and stuff, depending on how I mount them. Um, so all of these things, I, you know, I initially, I had never thought about that, like climate <laughs> control in the space, like it, it never even registered with me. Um, but, you know, I'll get there. I'm, I'm sort of researching maybe exhibitions that have been undertaken in, in, you know, in a similar space. So like, what do other people who exhibit in a window, what, you know, what do they tend to do? Um, there is the windowsill as well, so there's maybe a potential to use like freestanding frames as well. So I think, you know, mm. it has a little, you know, a few drawbacks, but also there's like real potential to do yeah. something a bit different. So, mm -hmm. um, we'll, you know, we'll just have to see. Yeah, I need yeah. to give it some thought though, because, you know, like with Susie and I like doing uh, either 100% in Susie's case or mine, like a blend, you know, the darkroom prints take time. And so, like, thinking about it, there isn't an awful lot of time before the, mm -hmm. you know, what is effectively the beginning of February. So, yep. need to get on it and then hopefully, you know, how many images I successfully print will kind of dictate maybe how many actually get put up and then hopefully things will come from there. But, yeah, yeah I have to put a lot of thought in now. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, yeah. But that, as you said, is an opportunity just to make it different. Just, just to think yeah, about just it. Think it's a bit of a challenge, bit. but... Mm. Yeah, that's great. And question: Are these prints going to be for sale? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's been a debate thing. I mean, I guess yeah. that's everybody's individual choice. Mm. I think okay. this—that's a really important question when you're going to be putting stuff on the wall. Is like, do you then put a price tag on it, and then how do you address that whole conversation of what you what you charge and and all of these things? And I think, you know we were only thinking of getting stuff on a wall and then someone yeah. asks yeah. you, do you want to buy it? And you're like, oh, don't know. Never so I mean, for, for me, <laughs> I, I, I mean, wouldn't it be lovely if somebody walked in and said, I want to take that and put that on my wall at home? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, what a wonderful thing for anybody to hear and, and to kind of experience. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess there's a, a, I need to just work out if that's something that I want to promote for myself or just to leave for opportunity to happen and then work it out. So. Maybe yeah. is my on the fence answer mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mine's a bit different because I feel like I'd want to get consent of the people that are in it because I've taken their pictures with the basis that it was just for either me and then it went to an exhibition. So I asked if you're okay to have it shown. I want to make sure that whoever's in that image is fine with having that, a random person having that or things like that first because. I know a few of my friends were like a bit like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to be in an exhibition that people can see me and stuff like that. But then I was like, oh, it would be on a wall. And, and you know, it's it's not like, so you're saying the tape where you're going to have a thousand football, football and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think even before I even contemplate whether or not I want to sell anything, I'd want to get permission of who is in those photos and ask whether or not they are happy because I'm very much... Um, 
when it comes to photography and any element, even just taking a picture, I'm very, very keen on making sure that the person whose photo I'm taking is happy with me doing that yeah. in the first place and then happy with me putting it into a, yeah. in the public domain because I don't think that it's the person who takes it's uh, choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. agree. Yeah, 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 that makes a lot of sense. Charlotte, um, have you thought about selling your print in this exhibition? That's not something I initially um, thought about when I was asked to mm. take part in the exhibition. Um, I've never really sold any of my work. I've done a few print swaps um, just for the joy of it, really, but like a pen pal relationship, um, sent them to Australia and LA and places yeah. like that. And to me, that's really cool. Um, so I don't really long term see myself selling any prints, setting up a print shop on Etsy yeah. or wherever. Um, I think because I'm working with some land, like landscape images, I always thought like, you know, potentially looking at doing like riso printing um, with some really cool lettering and, and you know black and white images, um, and then injecting a little bit of color in some mm. way. I always thought that probably lends itself quite nicely. Um, that's something I I might take a look at doing, but probably just don't have enough time before February. Yeah. Um, but for, yeah, for the it, next exhibition. Yeah. Oh, you never know. You never know. But I mean, if someone. I think that's a discussion we all need to have because I think if we're also maybe thinking about selling, then the prices need to sort of marry up as well. Absolutely. Um, so that might be a, you know, when we produce the images, when we see them up, we might think, well, actually, you know what? Someone might like something. And that's a conversation we can have. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it wasn't the goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, because it was more about just... Um displaying the work just showing your work so yeah yeah. I, yeah but you know you never know I mean you know prints are on the wall people might want to buy them so yeah it's a conversation to have and okay so you're still uh, some time away from the actual exhibition itself but so far I imagine that you have enjoyed the experience and uh, what what how has it been for you and would you recommend it to anybody else to get on something like this? Yeah, I think it's been really great. Like I said, I, I'm just so pleased and excited that Charlotte and Ali like, are doing this with me. Like, two great people. It's, it's As an experience, I think you have to prepare yourself for asking questions that you didn't realise needed to be asked, which is always difficult. Mm -hmm. How do you know when you're doing something new what's going to crop up? So, you know, there's some practical stuff, but I think between the three of us, we have the skills to do things like you know, find the venue, do a poster, do the list of practical things that we need to think about. I think between us, we're well equipped to be able to do that. I think for me, the things that have been more challenging are around, okay, which images are you actually going to pick? How are you going to present them? Do you feel confident enough? And how do you talk about them? And so for me, the questions that have been really challenging and the, the items of preparation so far are the ones um, around the work feeling ready to do it you know I have to be ready by February because something needs to be on the wall so you're pushing yourself through some of those barriers and I think that I don't know if I was ready for that but I'm gonna have to do it now so yep. it's really great um, so that'll be my perspective mm -hmm. and you Ali what do you think yeah I feel like quite similar because obviously my background is events so I do events quite like for a living and I've been working in events for like 10 12 years on, on large-scale events across the UK and most recently I worked on a a VIP launch party for a gallery for an art gallery not photography in um, the Groucho Club in London so you know we, I did the logistics of carrying 
the walls up four flights of stairs because they didn't fit in the lifts and then hanging the artwork <laughs> and those artworks were there to be sold. They were like going for yeah. about three to five thousand. Um, so that kind of thing doesn't phase me at all. I think my, more it's like fine thinking that the stuff that I'm going to put up. I don't know if I'm necessarily worried so much about um, the people that are coming to see it. I just really want the people that are in it to really like it and kind of get the message across of what it is because apart from pretty much you Mandy because of uh, yeah spoiler like Mandy's in it um, <laughs> because we're having this conversation and stuff they don't really know what's happening or what it looks like or what it's going to be about they don't really know about like the three films or any of that stuff they just know I keep wanting to take pictures mm-hmm. um, and that they will be in it at some point but they don't know why why I'm doing it so I kind of want it to be something that they kind of understand why I've done it and they like it really. So yeah, that's a slight worry for me, but mm. I've also kind of got over certain aspects of it because I, I'm not planning on putting my name onto it. Um, I'm going to use just my Instagram handle and oh, stuff okay. like that. And I think it's just finding like a level of comfortability and stuff. So I personally don't put a lot of my name onto any of my work both professionally and outside of my profession um I don't go by my full Mm -hmm. name I changed my name during work for a very long time and then outside of work I was known by a different name Mm -hmm. and it's only kind of over the last kind of 10-15 years that my name is now just one name and I kind of want that for myself Mm -hmm. and this isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mine this is like the the creator Mm -hmm. and I'm just like you know the wannabe mm. Banksy, I guess, but I've told everyone who a Banksy is because I've got stiff pigeons with my like with me. No, but so it's not like so it's not like it's completely anonymous. Mm. But yeah, I I have no intention of kind of like doing the whole. Yeah. This is my name. This is mine. This yeah. is what it's kind of be. This is just part of who I am, and that's that element. Like so a side of you. Yeah, it will probably just be under stiff pigeons, and yeah, which is a stupid name that I have had for years. That was only exists because me and my friend set up a club night about in 2010 and she was a late to meet me for an hour and she really really loves animals so as punishment for me having to wait for an hour for her when I was walking around I found a dead pigeon that was a perfect spe- <laughs> specimen of a pigeon it didn't look dead at all and I made her go see it and then she cried in the street and then we decided to just call ourselves two pigeons and I've never changed it <laughs> so so yeah so that's 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 it's a story awesome. but yeah that's why so yeah I think that for me it's just I think for me to be able to get past that whole thing that you were saying Susie mm. to make it easier for me and my anxiety and stuff like that is to have a slight disassociation from it like being like something to behind hide behind and if it all goes to shit then I can just change my Instagram handle and no one will notice me <laughs> I don't know, this is a whole other conversation, like a different conversation to have, like how the, the need for the artist to dissociate themselves and just have a different name or just be recognised by, yeah, I'm not like myself, myself, I'm just, that's one part of me only, you know, but yeah. it's just very interesting the way you just uh, said that. So. Yeah, and the thing as well, like I know, and you know so many people, but then when we get to a point where they're like, can you write everyone's names down? Well, like, I've known this person for ages and I don't know their surname. Yeah. So you end up just writing like their first name, like like we mm. did in Angle Spotlight. I had mm. to put like 15 names down. And they're like, can you write the full name? I was like, I genuinely can't. I've known this person for a year and I have no idea what yeah. their surname is. They are their Instagram handle. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
So yeah, that's very interesting too. But then you know, like, is it necessary? How many details do you need to know about someone just to be their friend? So yeah, that that's that's a whole different topic. But let's <laughs> just go. No, that I, I find it very interesting. Um, and you know, I think we will very likely have another conversation. Um, during the um event, well, during the exhibition time. Um, it would be really nice to get together again and just have a chat about how everything has gone and how you feel then once it's happening. So yeah, yeah I would love to have you back again and, and just have another chat. Uh, but then um, I have uh, one more question, Charlotte, for how has it been for you so far, the experience of organising this and just thinking about uh, displaying your work and would you recommend it to anybody or why do you think it's good or not? <laughs> I mean, it's always good to have a project, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, if you, I mean, obviously, undertaking a solo exhibition is probably, you know, one extreme, but then being part of a sort of collective, um, much smaller space, um, you know, obviously, the spotlight isn't just on you and your work. So, you know, it's just the way I see it is it's just a way for me to have a really like strict deadline to really try and produce the best work I yeah. can um, it gives me focus um, when I'm in the dark room you know not working towards this I'm sort of like drifting along a little bit like well it might be nice to make a print of this and you know like there wasn't a sense of urgency there and I think actually um, yeah I'm, I'm not treating it as a job because oh my god yeah that's a horrible yeah. that's a horrible comparison to make <laughs> I think about it but just having that project and that focus mm -hmm. is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's always nice. Like Sometimes you just take photos for the sake of taking photos. Um, but it's always nice to have, like, a trip to look forward to or a photo walk to look forward to. And, you know, you're always looking for the next thing to spend time on. So this is brilliant because mm -hmm. I'm going to have to spend quite a lot of time on quite a lot of things <laughs> to be ready. But it's a challenge. And, and that's kind of why I find it exciting. There's no way that I would... Yeah. ever do this by myself um yeah. you know i wouldn't approach anybody um <laughs> to, to do it just because i feel like you know say it again like the imposter syndrome is real um but you know having been asked that validates it mm -hmm. and then you know i'm just wanting to roll with it really mm -hmm. so yeah i'm sure i would highly recommend it mm -hmm. ask ask us again yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we'll the main thing is if you're going to do a collaboration, even if it's like collaborating where you've got multiple people with one image, or if it's like us where we've kind of got one theme and we're doing our own thing, it's very important finding the right people to do it with. So, you know, you might want to choose your friends and stuff, but if you haven't got the same kind of idea and you're happy to come from the same viewpoint, it might not necessarily be the best people to work with. So I think, yeah, it's very important making sure whoever it is you're working with yeah. is the right people for that particular project mm -hmm. because that will be the thing that makes you want to keep on doing it and put lots of time in it or if you find it being a not a pleasurable experience you'll not commit to it as much as you wish yeah. and especially if it's your first exhibition you're never going to really get to try and do your first exhibition again so that might then like put you off from doing it again so I think you know touch wood so far I think we've been quite lucky that even if it's come to awkward decisions or who gets what and stuff we've kind of tried to make it as fair as possible. And yeah. if someone's got like a space that doesn't necessarily work as much for them, we're like, right, okay, so if you've got that, then I'll take less than this and you have that instead. Mm -hmm. So it's like mm -hmm. taking it in, in turns and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's very important. Yeah, that's really good. 
Right, okay, so then, yeah, we will talk again, and then I'll ask you the same questions, <laughs> and, you know, like, ask us just to see how you feel after it. But then, now that we are coming to the end, um, we come to the point where we recommend people, services, so um, who would you like to recommend? Um, we can start with uh, Susie, for example. Yeah, so, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, the Obscura Darkroom that's in Blackburn, so they're, like, the nearest one to me. Um, I know there's quite a few kind of dark room spaces that have popped up, but for me, these guys are doing a sterling job. It's kind of smaller than some of the others, but the passion uh, from them is just yeah. insane. So if you live in the Northwest um, and you're kind of near like Preston or something, Blackburn isn't that far away uh, and it's kind of closer than Manchester and Leeds. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe check them out see if you like them. So Obscura Darkroom. Mm, perfect. And then Charlotte, who would you like to recommend? Uh, I mean, airstreet.com as well. Um, it, as Susie said, it's nice that there are so many um, community spaces popping up. Um, yeah, love this place. It's really changed uh, a lot about my life, really. Mm -hmm. um, it's the social element is so important. Um, anyone can set up a dark room in their house or in their space as yeah. long as they've got a light tight area and obviously the money to invest in the equipment. That's not what this place is about. Um, so yeah, uh, it's really, really special place to be fair. Um, he doesn't have Instagram, <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it would be a shame not to mention one of the members, Julian. Um, so his, he spends a lot of time printing, um, from his father's negatives from the fifties wow. and sixties. His dad's archive is absolutely crazy. Um, but the reason I'm mentioning him is because this place probably wouldn't function if it wasn't for him. There's not an awful lot that he doesn't know about enlargers, <laughs> which sounds a bit euphemistic, but I promise <laughs> it, it isn't. Um, but you know, it keeps the space running like clockwork. Uh, all of the maintenance of all of the equipment, everything down to the paper trimmers that he, you know, took took to, took apart, oiled, put back together. Like he's 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 a really special guy. So him. And then anyone who has engaged with me on Instagram, really. Um, it's really weird because I know people by their handle before I know people <laughs> yeah. by the face. But um, when you turn up to a photo walk and someone says, oh, how was Ireland? I'm thinking, who are you? And it just <laughs> happened to be someone that I'd been having a conversation with for like the last three months. Mm -hmm. So anyone who's messaged me or engaged in any of the stuff that I've uploaded is like huge. I hugely appreciate everyone. So yeah. yeah. I'm mentioning everybody by proxy. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then Ali, who would you like to recommend? So I've already mentioned negative development. Yeah. So there's them. I will say Come Through Lab in mm. Manchester in Ancoats. Um, it's Johnny, Kieran and Bethany. They're amazing. Turnarounds are brilliant. Services excellent. I can't recommend them enough. They literally have been like my sole developer and they and scanner as well. I just can't bother doing that either. Um, for the last, like since I moved to Manchester and they're just amazing, amazing people. Um, I also, the Shakers Bureau all female here, need to shout out Camera Go Camera, Peggy. Oh yeah. Uh, she was a yeah. key person when I moved up, I met her on the first photo mm. walk and then like when I saw her again she was very uh, welcoming and bringing people in and introducing and stuff like that so she really helped build like my circle up here so I have to give her a shout out and then finally I will have to like just say Ben Walden, he is one of my favourite people, he's super talented, uh, he's the reason why I picked up a camera again after 20 years and gave me that kind of courage and push and 
uh, well, it wasn't really courage, it was like, just mm. come do this and try it and stuff. And yeah, he's an amazing animator and analog photographer. Uh, he's currently got a film that is touring in experimental uh, film festivals, which is for a music, uh, a music uh, film called Video, is the word I was looking for, music video, called Do I Follow the Wall? And it starts off as uh, images that were taken on a Pinstax camera and then develops into animation. So it's a, yeah, it's, it's a mixture of his animation skills and then his photography skills. And yeah, it was just shown in Brazil and Mexico. Oh, wow. and he's been shortlisted many times for straight eight and stuff like that. So he's a great one if you're looking into experimental analog uh, images, especially those that move as well. So yeah, he's a good one. Well, that's awesome. That's really interesting. Okay, well, so then the last thing is our section P-A-C-S because we as analog camera lovers we like the sounds of the cameras and um, so we have one camera today we're gonna fire it and see the sound of the shutter well listen to the sh sound of the shutter so here we go nice one <laughs> thank you so much I'm so happy that you have been here today and that we've had this chat and I've really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing your images in that exhibition and I will definitely be there and we'll make lots of videos, share them in stories and we have another podcast. So yeah, thanks again. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Shout out to Films Collective. So yeah, thank you and keep shooting. Well, keep shooting film. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>